remember thinking that I don't know what to think. Um, I'm looking at this cover, and um, before knowing what the whole androgyny thing was about, I'm looking at this cover, and I'm not sure what to think. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's one of those deals where you have this person that looks kind of ambiguous to me. (laughs) You know, like, I can tell it's a man because I see the mustache, but it's like the the prettiest guy I've ever seen, you know, and it's crazy because I'm a kid and I don't know what that means. I, I don't know what to think. So the year is like 1981, and, um, my mother had this tendency of, uh, you know, when she would buy these new albums, she'd kind of leave them out because she, uh, I guess after she's done listening to them, she'd leave the cover out, like, you know, kind of standing in front of the stereo system. And so, you know, as a kid, you know, you get up in the morning, you know, your parents are asleep or at work or whatever, and you're roaming around, and you start to see things and touch things and I come across this cover this album cover and I'm looking at it thinking I don't know what to, who is this <laughs> you know it just kind of catches your eye you know got the you know the little curly hair or whatever and you know it's just like the the, the face is like flawless like this you know I, I know I know there's got to be a guy I, I know that but you know it's like the makeup I just didn't know what to think. So later on, among the course of the day, um, my mother gets up and uh, she starts to actually play the record that goes to that album cover. And as she does that, she pulls out this poster of this guy that's in the shower. And I think he's just posing in the shower with some underwear on. And I'm thinking, okay, now I I really don't know what's going on. I really don't know what's going on, right? So she plays the songs, and I'm thinking, okay, sounds sounds cool, you know. Well, fast forward to, uh, I want to say it's 83, because I think that's when we first got cable TV, 1983. And um, one of the networks we used to heavily watch was called Black Entertainment Television, which was uh, BET back then they showed uh, videos of uh, black groups that you couldn't find anywhere else and one of those videos well actually there were three maybe four that really stuck with me Uh, one was uh, George Clinton with Atomic Dog you also had uh, Vanity Six for obvious reasons Uh, that one stuck with me for a long time I mean Vanity was just knock, knock dead gorgeous right then you had the time. I was, you know, a huge fan of the time. At the time they had a song called The Walk. And I was just mesmerized by that video uh, just because, you know, they were just so cool and I, I just loved the song. And then you had a song called Sexuality. And that video was done by a guy called Prince. And I noticed, hey, that's the guy from the record cover that album cover that I couldn't quite quite figure out so from that point on 
huge fan. You know, I loved the video and I knew the song because my mother played it to the point to where I knew the lyrics by heart. And also you had the song Controversy and later I would see that video as well on uh, BET. So looking back at it, you know, 1999 was already released and, you know, I come to know that album as well. But my first first introduction uh, to Prince was 1981 with the Controversy album. And ever since then, I would try to do my research the best I could back in the early 80s as a kid. You know, obviously we didn't have Google, none of that stuff. Um, I would go to record stores, you know, if my mother or father even happened to uh, take us through, you know, stores to where there was a record store nearby. I would kind of wander off going to the record store and look for these records. And I noticed, oh, you know, he does have another record out. And the particular cover I noticed was um, him on the uh, cover and it just had his name, Prince. That was it. And that was the, uh, come to find out, the 1979 release of the self-titled, uh, self-titled album just simply called Prince. And I would notice, like, when our parents would take us over to their friends' homes and, you know, you're not supposed to, as a kid, go around touching people's or grown people's things, that is, you know. But, you know, I noticed they had some records and look around and I see, oh, that's that album, that self-titled Prince album. Look on the back real quick because I got to be real stealth, you know, surreptitiously <laughs> try to, information I'm looking for, and um, I stumbled across a song called I Want to Be Your Lover, which I knew that one from the radio, and I loved it, so that kept the interest going even more so, uh, but you know, those record store visits that I was talking about a minute ago, when we'd go into a mall or something, I'd slip away to the record store, and I noticed he did have material there and another album I noticed was one called For You and once again flip over the, the uh, album cover look at the back try to see if I recognized any of these songs and I see one entitled Soft and Wet and I knew that one from the radio didn't know who it was didn't really know the lyrics but I remember that hook or I remember him repeating over and over Soft and Wet not knowing that's what he was saying, but it kind of made sense, you know, after I processed it. So, 1981 is when it all started for me, and I was a fan from that point on, and obviously, after 1999, we get to Purple Rain, and that was just a wrap for me. I was done. I was sold. So, from that point on, that was the number one guy on the list for me. So, this year marks the uh, uh, four-year anniversary of his passing, and uh, reflecting, you know, back on the career that I knew of the man, there's a lot of uh, stories that uh, come with that, and a lot of memories. So, I would most, I would be, you know, very excited about the idea of just sharing sharing and exchanging uh, different stories about 
the first time of learning of this artist, some of the early songs, you know, we used to listen to. So to put together some type of a uh, round table, something to where we could share those ideas, that would be, you know, very intriguing to me. So the year that you first learned of him, first song you heard from him I would like to hear about it I would also like to share some information of when I first became familiar with his work now my period of time started around uh, of my interest that is of his work started around you know I could take it back to the Pepe Willie days I could take it back to when he did work with the Lewis Brothers I start from that point on, kind of move up to about 88, 89-ish is about when, you know, the climate for music for me started to change. I got into hip-hop more, Public Enemy and Run DMC and all that. So I kind of fell back a little bit uh, when it came to his work of that era. So I like to think that from 78 to 88, those are my prime years as a fan. I pretty much know, you know, most there is to know about his work from, you know, 78 to 88, that 10-year period. So those are the years I kind of choose to focus on the most. So if you have memories from that decade or from that 10-year period of time, I would love to hear about it because I've got memories (laughs) all over the place growing up listening to his work and being influenced by his style so I say that to say this I would love to uh, engage in conversation about this topic hopefully you would love to uh, engage as well if you're interested let me know I think it'll be a fun uh, thing to do just sit around and talk about what he meant to us you know and we could do it by era dirty mind era purple rain era under the cherry moon era sign of the time slash crystal ball era I mean these are eras where you know he, he couldn't be stopped so let's do that Let's have a nice conversation about the baddest man in all of the whole land, Prince Rogers Nelson.